hey everyone, welcome back to Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. I'm super, super excited today because I have the lovely Alicia Gardner here with me. Um, she has really blown up on Instagram over the past year and what I'm really, really interested to talk to her about is how she manages to juggle being a master's law student, being a UK BFF bikini competitor and launching her online business with her boyfriend James. So I'm really, really excited to have this lady on with us. She's sponsored by BPI Sports and she's worked with some fantastic brands. Off the top of my head, I can think of Gymshark, uh, Sports FX Cosmetics and many more. But uh, welcome to the podcast, Alicia. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time um, and we'll just get straight into it. So I think a lot, what a lot of people want to know about primarily is kind of how you started your bodybuilding journey. Um, So if you can just talk us through that. Yeah, of course. So I've always been pretty like sporty at school, you know, was always into like netball and athletics. Funnily enough, even though I'm not really a big fan of cardio anymore, I used to be a 200 meter sprinter um, and I used to do high jump and, you know, like all that kind of thing at school. Um, And then when I did my A-levels, found that quite challenging. That kind of took over my life and, you know, I kind of like left my like after school clubs, like, you know, by the wayside a bit. And, um, yeah, and then I just, like, kind of just took up the gym to, as, you know, instead of um, netball and everything. Um, Then went to uni, carried on with the gym, really liked it. And, you know, that kind of was pretty much all the sport I did for the last year of sixth form and the first year of uni. Um, But to be honest, there was, like, you know, something missing. I could always play, you know, competitive sport and... Um, I wouldn't say like I'm a really competitive person, but it, for me personally, I like to have like a goal. Like I like, mm-hmm. you know, working towards something. So, you know, like working towards a netball match and like doing that, you know, winning or whatever mm-hmm. and having that experience. So obviously I was gymming, training hard, had, you know, my, my normal like goals, like I want to get this on squat, deadlift, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and then I was like, oh, well, you know. I, I think I just, you know, saw competing over Instagram about three and a bit years ago now, which I feel like it was back when it wasn't as popular as yeah. I would say now. I mean, obviously, I don't really know because obviously back then, you know, you weren't in the industry, so I couldn't really say for sure. But mm. no, I don't think it was popular as it is um, now, especially over social media. And um, yeah, I was like, oh, that, that looks good. You know, I'm quite a girly girl. You know, bikinis obviously appealed to me and like all the sparkles and stuff and I was like oh no like you know so um yeah and then I actually started going out with James about three years ago so this is around a similar time and he had done one show before and um I think it was about a couple of months into our relationship he was actually doing his first ever British finals so obviously you know went along and I literally was like 100% I need to do this I had always thought about doing it but you know when you go to a show if you ever seen a show and you've always toyed with the idea of competing, you're like, it will sell you, like, you'll, you'll be completely sold. Um, so, yeah, so saw that, and I was like, right, want to do a show. Um, I prepped myself for my first show <clears throat> with the help of my boyfriend, and, um, yeah, we smashed my first show. I came top five, which was, like, like so exciting for me. Like, I just wanted to get up on that stage, um, you know, and, like, just, you know, not fall flat on my face, so... That went well. Um, yeah, and then the rest is history, really. And then I've done um, 
my second season this year and competed at the Grand Prix, which um, obviously allowed me to qualify for four different international shows, including the Arnold. So yeah, so that's amazing. Competing, yeah. So do you feel like James kind of was quite a big influence on your bodybuilding journey so far? Because it's similar to my boyfriend. Um, I was kind of dabbling in the gym and they do say, you know, you should surround yourself with the five best people that are really going to push you. And yeah, yeah. do you feel like that's the same with James? And Oh, that... 100%. Like, um, to be honest, if it wasn't for, even though I've always toyed with the idea of competing, if it wasn't for James, I don't think I would have got that like extra push to just mm -hmm. like do it. Because, you know, like none of my uni or like home friends from back in Bath um, are into that at all. So it was just me. But obviously when I met James, he was like, go for it. Like it'll be made like, you know, it was someone telling me to like, you know, just do it rather than like the others going like, oh, yeah, like that sounds cool. Like, you know, but if they're not into it, they don't really know. Yeah. So definitely like James is such a huge influence on um, me competing and on to be honest like I couldn't I couldn't do it without him like we have um we used to like coach ourselves like together and he mm. used to coach me um now now we have a coach just so it takes the pressure off us so we like basically have to think less about our own preps and we can concentrate on our clients um but yeah no James is such a huge influence to me like I honestly he's the hardest working person like I know and he is brutal when it comes to his preps. He's like completely like all or nothing. He's like, yeah, he's just got the mindset down to a T. So I put my hands up to him. He's such a big influence and like, I really do admire him. So yeah. So what do you feel like in terms of mindset, like that is something I could talk about for ages. So what do you feel like you've yeah. learned from James particularly in terms of mindset that you feel that could potentially help a lot of, well, yourself and a lot of um, bikini competitors in the industry? So to be honest, I feel like, this whole mindset thing, especially with competing, it can work both ways. And I have both kind of experiences with it. So let's just say what like, you know, the minds, bikini competing, competing has done for me in terms of like having a positive mindset, because mm. it's obviously at times been the other way. But obviously, I've luckily for me, I've always been, you know, pretty confident I've never really been shy like always just been confident chatty chatty person mm. and always been never really because I think I've always been sporty I've never had so like I've never been like insecure about mm. anything in particular I've always just been like I never really thought about it never really thought about my body never you know um I am pretty tall like I'm five foot ten so sometimes I used to be like a bit you know a bit annoyed when going out with your friends and like I'm always one to wear heels, but you know when you look in the club photos and you're like, why am I so tall? Yeah, you look um, like a you look like a landmark, don't you? I'm the same. Exactly. You're like, but you no, know, that's never really like that's the only thing that ever really bothered me about my body. But now, like, I absolutely love being tall, so I do not care about that anymore. But competing, when I did my first prep, honestly, I did not realise how mentally strong I was until I did my first prep, and it's hard to explain unless you experience it yourself mm. but you literally it's not even the training that's hard well personally this is what I found I didn't feel like the training was hard because you know I loved going to the gym anyway it was you know the dieting the food and you know the self-control that came with you know when your friends were eating dominoes after nights out do you know what I mean because obviously I was uni 
And it did give me a really, really strong mindset. And it did get to the point where I was like, I sw- I switched up and I was like, you know what? I don't want that pizza. That pizza is not even bothering me anymore because I really want to get on that stage. Yeah. So you get to the point where your own goals, like you realize they come way above any of this like miscellaneous stuff. So it made me realize how strong of a person I was and you know, how independent or in a way I like felt because I was really putting like my goals first and mm. um, not like giving in to like, I don't know, I don't know, like food or um, I still went out loads. So I didn't feel like I sacrificed my social life. But yeah, it did make me have a really strong mindset. But then, like I said, it can go the other way. So I feel like if anyone it does think about is wanting to compete, you've got to really do it for yourself and you know just be aware that it, you know you can bring up like a bad relationship with food or bring up like insecurities like later down the line which that's just my experience like I'm not saying that happens to everyone because I know it doesn't um but yeah amazing now I think it's really really important that you have that kind of awareness before you go into a prep that yeah, definitely you you know things might change and you might struggle with certain foods at first but I do agree with you once you have that goal in mind everything kind of becomes a bit more tunnel vision yeah and that pizza really doesn't look that great and you know in your head that oh you'll you'll have it again do you know what I mean yeah and it's like it can wait like food can wait like what's the rush (laughs) yeah your brownie's always going to be there and let's be honest Domino's is not going bust anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) yeah definitely agree with that one and Krispy Kremes I don't think they're ever going to go out of business either so I think we're good we're all good I want to stop Biscoff is my favourite and it hurts my soul because they've like just changed it recently to like Biscoff and raspberry and white chocolate and it sounds nice but it's actually rubbish oh is it? Oh, compared me... to the normal one it's rubbish so one thing that I found very interesting and I think a lot of other followers um, might find interesting as well is obviously you came from the Grand Prix absolutely fantastic nailed it free international yeah. invites things look good um you went to canada from what i saw and yeah. then you went a bit quiet um and you know after some consideration you then kind of put a post up to say that you were not doing the arnold so yeah. i think a lot of people might want to kind of see no why, the yeah. things behind that um you know because i said before we started recording i really do commend you for taking your you know putting yourself first as a priority and yeah you know, no. Arnold's is a massive competition and I think, yeah, yeah, it'd be interesting to see kind of your thought process behind that um, and kind of what yeah. happened. Okay, so well, there's kind of like two main reasons why this year I didn't compete at the Arnold. So the more like personal reason is the fact like, so I obviously did the Grand Prix. Um, I loved every minute of that competition. I competed in juniors, which I did um, in my first season as well, but I also competed in my high category, which I've never done before. Um, and that was great too. Um, and now I, um, next season I won't be a junior anymore. So it's just, um, high category for me next year, which is exciting. Um, yeah. So the main reason why I didn't think it was a good idea for me to do the honors this year is basically, um, the Grand Prix was, wasn't actually my first planned show of the season. My first planned show of the season was the South Coast show, um, which I actually did back in 2016 yeah um so I'd actually been dieting since January 
sorry, got a cold. Um, yeah, since dieting since January. So my prep was actually extended a little bit. Um, not for any like reason. I just felt like I wasn't ready to do the South Coast show and there was absolutely no problem with that. So I just pushed it back um like a couple of weeks and and yeah, and so did the Grand Prix. So that meant that I'd actually been um dieting for a very long time up till the Grand Prix, which was fine, like whatever. Did well at the Grand Prix and then that was that. So because the Arnold's was when was so it's, it's September yeah, it was September, it's about two weeks ago. So yeah, because the Arnold's is in September, I could afford to have about a month off just like chilling and, you know, enjoying kind of eating relatively like what I want. So that's what I did. But the thing is, it wasn't like I had like a month off to just chill. I actually had my uh, final exams for my law conversion, um, which I did last year. No, this year. Yeah, so I had my final exams. So it was a very stressful time, very stressful time. Um, I literally was just like revising from like 6am to like 12 at night. Like it was ridiculous. And instead of like eating what, you know, what I wanted and like proper wholesome meals, you know, like all the good stuff. I just either didn't eat because I was just so zoned into my books or I ate and I was just like snacking on cereal because it or oats because it was just quick to make. Yeah. Um, um, obviously my exams came first. So I was only getting to the gym about four times a week, which is absolutely fine. But when you've got an international show coming up, that's not actually that good. Um, so yeah, so anyway, the exams were over. I had a week until I had to start prepping again for the Arnold's. And I was like, no, no, yeah, I'm going to do it. I did actually start my prep for the Arnold's. Anyway, so started the prep for the Arnold's. I was very, obviously my exams were over, but I was still very stressed. Mm. And um, stress is actually uh, really bad when you're coming to, you're doing a bikini competition because it really, really affects your body. And I don't think people really understand this unless you're doing like a a sport like this but you your body just that well my body particularly just doesn't change doesn't budge and it really like holds all the water just you know it doesn't want to prep basically when I'm really stressed um yeah so I just started prep and I was like you know I was doing it well didn't really feel that into it because I just felt like I didn't have any time off in between because you know I just I had these exams but that was the most stressful period of my life so I didn't you know it wasn't like oh I just chilled for a month um and yeah I just my heart was like in it because obviously that was my major goal for this year to compete for the um internationally and the Arnold's is amazing but I just my head was like what am I doing like I just wasn't like dropping weight I wasn't it just, it kept, well, a month went by and nothing had changed. And I just, you know, the more you don't see any changes, the more stress you get. And it just mm-hmm. goes in a circle. And um, my my boyfriend was like, sat me down and was like, look, Alicia, like, you don't have to do, because I feel like he felt that, um, you know, that I put a lot of pressure on myself to do it because, you know, I, you know, I've worked my butt off to do work on pre and it was my goal for this year and like I you know I told everyone you know social media wise that I'd um qualified for the international shows and I feel like yeah I did put quite a lot of pressure on myself to you know see that through and do well and you know I didn't really want to let anyone down and I know 
I know people weren't necessarily like disappointed that I, you know, when I came to say that I wasn't doing it, but you know how you feel like you just don't want to let people down. Mm. Um, yeah. And so my boyfriend sat me down and was like, look, Liz, you don't have to do this. Like if you don't want to, like, I don't feel, and he was like really honest with me. He's like, I don't feel like this is going to benefit you like physique wise. Um, so yeah, I spoke to my coach and he was like, he like agreed. So we decided um, <laughs> that it wasn't best for me to do it. Just the mindset that I was in, the way my body wasn't responding. It was very clear that like it was trying to tell me something that yeah. it's been through a bit too much, you know? Um, so that was the whole reason as to why I didn't in terms of like, you know, health and like my body, but also, um, we had kind of decided that um, going to the Arnold's this year, if I had gone, would probably be more of like just a good experience rather than going to place because um, the international shows have a very different, well, they, they like a certain look, which is slightly different to the UK for bikini athletes and they like them to be quite tiny. Um, and whilst when I do compete, like I'm quite tiny on top, I am quite quad dominant. So um so it is it would have been hard for me me to get my legs down um to you know the standard of international shows before the Arnolds this year so basically now what I'm working on this off season is really like building my upper body up and my shoulders and shrinking my quads so next next season I'm going to try and qualify for the Arnolds again and hopefully when I do that um yeah, my uh, my quads will be smaller and uh, my upper body will be bigger and I'll be a bit more in proportion. So um, so that's also like another reason. Um, I may as well just do it again next season, but just do it to like, you know, place rather than just an experience. Yeah, I, I definitely commend you for that because I, I, from what I've seen from a few Instagram um, accounts, obviously I won't name, but you can see that it's, it's, it's good that you had that mindset of being very objective um, mm-hmm. But not as the terms of, oh, I hate my body or it's not good enough. Just saying, no, it just isn't my time. A lot of stuff's yeah. going on. And, you know, being a bit more rational and objective about it and not going with the sweep of what everyone else is doing, yeah. but just listening to yourself and knowing when's the right time and when isn't the right time. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to right. be honest, you've really got to think, like, from like an athlete perspective when you're deciding about these shows like because when you qualify for them it's like oh so exciting and you just want to do it all like you want to have as much stage time as you can because you know you've worked so hard for it but from an athlete's perspective like you've got to really work out like how many peak weeks you can put your body through how long you can actually afford to diet for before you just because if you over diet you just it's not going to work so so yeah so that's what I did really so how did you feel when you know all the Arnold kind of posts were going up and bits like that did you have any kind of I wouldn't say regrets but how did you feel seeing those kind of posts come up knowing you weren't there so obviously some of um I have met some of my closest friends through competing so obviously um you know I was like um, in touch with them when they were like flying out and sort seeing all their pictures and speaking to them about everything and on like honestly I I saw the photos on Instagram because obviously it was everywhere Mm. and I was just I didn't even really feel sad that I wasn't there which was which was a really good feeling for me because it meant that I knew I'd made the right decision 
like don't get me wrong I obviously was like oh it would have been so nice to be there because with my friends you know because we were making it like a girl's holiday basically um so obviously that was a bit like oh shame like it because it would have been nice um to still go but obviously I didn't get the opportunity to do that um but yeah no I didn't really feel like oh no I should have been there I should have done it Mm -hmm. but at all which is actually really good because I definitely made the right decision for me um but no, I'm so proud of all the girls that went out there. Like, everyone looked amazing, all did so well. Some of them got like top 10 call-ups, which is insane. Like my friend Phoebe, um, just another fitness blogger on Instagram. Like honestly, she's smashing the competing scene at the moment. I put my hands up to her because she is so hardworking. So no, I'm just so proud of all the girls that went out there, to be honest. And uh, yeah, no, looking looking back now, it was definitely the right decision for me. So I am glad that I uh, didn't go. So yeah. Good. From what I saw, it the stage looked rammed, though. Oh yeah, I know. I, really I know there was girls because um, I just thought, God, if you put all that working and you just you're crammed up next to like everyone else. Yeah, it is hard because you obviously all the girls are stunning. They've all got insane physiques, and you know you've really got to like make that impact in the first few seconds that you're on stage because then the judge that's when the judges are going to pick the ones that they're going to watch. Um, so yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't. I would have been so nervous if I was up there. I mean, it is obviously you want to, you know, you want to win. You want to do the best you can do, but at the same time, especially when you're up there with like your friends and stuff, you want the best for them as well. And it's just like, oh god, <laughs> right? Oh god, I get a bit nervy when I'm speaking about it. <laughs> no, I had no idea that um, they look for a different type of physique as well in terms of being a smaller kind of tighter look yeah well, um I mean it does depend really like I feel like it does change with every you know every competition like sometimes they it's even with like national shows like sometimes you know they'll like a girl that's got like quite visible abs or you know is a little bit more muscly than than like having like a teeny 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 tiny waist or sometimes they'll go for the girls that have got really small waists and it just really depends like honestly it all comes down to what the judges want on the day to be honest and there I think there's a lot of you know luck involved like it just depends whether your physique is what they want that day yeah um, they just wake up one morning and go oh I fancy someone with a smaller waist today. abs day yeah <laughs> or I fancy a tiny waist today um <laughs> So, yeah, that is a bit annoying. But you know what? It gives everyone's physique is so different. And when it comes to like having a small waist and having really prominent abs, that is like a genetic thing. Mm. Um, so, you know, like whether you've got one or the other, like you've just got to roll with that and, um, and work it and just work it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So in terms of I saw um, oh, I forgot the name. Zoe. I don't know her full Instagram. Um, oh, Zoe Lane Fisk. Yes, can't say her name for anything. Um, so she, because like she qualified and she did the Arnold's, but then she competed, I think, about two weeks ago. So if you did that Grand Prix, did you have to re-qualify for the finals? So Zoe didn't do the Grand Prix. Um, she did South Coast and FitCon um, at the beginning of the year in April. Um, she won, I went to go see her, and she won, um, obviously, her category, she looked insane um and but fitcon was not a qualifier for the british um so she'd obviously qualified for her international shows 
but she did Bedford last week or the week before. Um, so she could qualify for the British. So she could compete at the British this weekend. Okay, because that's what that's I've... That's why she did another qualifier, basically, yeah. Right. See, because I'm, I'm more like the PCA kind of scene. Um, I love yeah, UK BFF yeah. as well, but I did. I was really confused. I thought, oh, hang on. I swear I've just seen you on, on the Iron Horse stage smashing it and yeah. having to qualify again. I had no idea FitCom wasn't a qualifier, which is really strange. Yeah, so it, it was a qualifier for international shows. So normally the shows that qualify for the international shows don't always qualify you for the British finals as well. So what a lot of athletes do is... Um, They'll, yeah, they'll do like another one nearer the time towards the time where the finals is, which is obviously what Zoe did. And um, or just do another one like straight after. So. Um, so, yeah, because um, there was a lot of speculation as to whether the Grand Prix was actually a qualifier for the British. Mm. Um, they told us all that, yes, like it was. And then there's something went out on Facebook like, oh, no, it's not. And to be honest, I'm not even sure if anyone knows if it is or not anymore. <laughs> um, so yeah, because on our certificates, we it was listed the internet all the international shows that we qualified for, but it didn't mention the British at all. And we just got told that it was a qualifier for a British. Okay. Um, I'm not too sure because obviously I'm not doing it now whether it was or not. But I think a lot of athletes have just quickly done another like British qualifying show in the UK just to you know properly. So- yeah, just 100% know that they're going through. You know, it makes sense. Imagine if you turn up, like, already on the day. <laughs> oh, no, you haven't actually qualified. You're like, great. <laughs> so, yeah, mm-hmm. no, that's she did that. So, uh, but, yeah, I'm going to the British this weekend because um, James is obviously competing and, yeah, all the girls as well. So, I, I can't wait. Can't wait. It's going to be so fun to watch everyone. I think that's when I'll be like, oh, I want to be on that stage because, you know, I'm there watching it. Whereas yeah. the wasn't there watching it um but no I know when I know for me obviously my decision this season was completely correct and I'm really working my butt off literally well my quads off literally um (laughs) this off season so we're so hopefully next year I'm gonna look so different I really hope so anyway I'm more than confident like you've got the genetics anyway so no, I'm looking forward to seeing what you bring next year for sure. Um, <laughs> so in terms of, let's quickly talk about off-season then. So yeah. what is your, obviously it requires different demands in terms of your mindset and <clears throat> discipline and potentially different routines and bits like that. So how are you, how, well, first off, how is off-season going? And are you what doing anything you? differently to your off-season now that you didn't do last year? Yeah, so um, last, so um, what was it? Two, was it 26, what year? 2017. So 2015 was my first, like, no way. I'm so bad at working out the years. All the yes. years go into one these days. Oh my God, they literally do. I don't even know what day it is. Um, <laughs> so my first season was 2016. So obviously did the South Coast show at the beginning of the year. And then I had quite a long off season from about summer until December until I started preparing January this year but my first off season it wasn't it wasn't a structured off season at all like it wasn't you would call it an off season because I wasn't competing or prepping for anything but that was the only reason why I would call it an off season I didn't I just went back to like how I always was like you know I've always I've been brought up to eat really healthy and like you know so I just went back to eating you know normally what I would eat really um and still trained a lot and but never really 
I'd never really like made myself lift extremely heavy like obviously I lifted a lot heavier because I was eating more and I had more energy but it wasn't structured in a sense Mm. um so when I did start to prep again for this year's shows it was a bit of a oh like I don't even know if I'm even gonna have put on any muscle because I didn't do it I just went back to being normal didn't do like a proper off season um but anyway I did compare my show photos from 2016 to the Grand Prix this year and oh my goodness, I changed so much. Where do you think like, you changed? So much. Um, my back, my glutes, my pretty much everywhere I managed to change. I feel like I look back on my 2016 photos now and I think, like, don't get me wrong, like, I was so proud of those photos, like, you know, after I did my first bikini competition. Yeah. Um, but looking back now and like knowing the sport as well as I do now and you know how we how to build your body um I look back and now at my first photos I'm like it doesn't even look like I lived <laughs> like I just look like you know some kind of like quite skinny girl with you know like some glutes and that's about it <laughs> um but no so when I look back at my Grand Prix photos I actually was really pleased because I was like, I, no, I, you know, it actually looked like I lift now. So that's always a good sign, isn't it? Um, so yeah, and managed to, I really did work on my hamstrings because I do hold like my, most of my body weight, like in my lower half, yeah. which has its pros and cons, but uh, yeah. So I obviously did like really hammer my glutes and hamstrings. Um, so that did pay off and my back, grows quite quick like I can build muscle there quite easily um whereas my hamstrings like well I could have a hamstring curl in my bedroom and do it every second of the day and they probably wouldn't grow that much so um (laughs) so yeah so so this time seeing that I managed to put on a fair amount of muscle last season without actually having a structured off season this see um off season I'm like going full force into like really trying to like lift heavy and writing down all of my lifts which I would 100% recommend for someone who's like you know trying to gain muscle writing down your lifts writing down how many sets and reps you do and then just trying to improve on that every week even if it's just by another rep like or bumping up by like another kilo it's just something isn't it and um yeah and to be honest like I said I eat pretty well anyway um so I'm not tracking or anything at all. I used to love my fitness pal. Now I really don't like it. Um, it just drives me insane. Um, so I'm just, you know, eating like good food, eating like a fair amount, making sure I have like enough carbs, fats, etc. around my workouts, making sure I hit my protein, but kind of just all doing it in my head because, you know, after you've competed for so long, you can kind of like think, oh yeah, that's about 50 grams of oats. Like, oh yeah, that's about 30 grams of salmon, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing really in my off season. To be honest, I'm loving it. Like I've really got my like food balance and all that stuff like back on track. I'm lifting heavy. I'm really enjoying training like what I want, when I want. And yeah, really. I mean, the only the only thing is um, because I'm obviously trying to shrink my quads, which is a really major thing that I really need to do before next season. Like, I can't. I'm not allowed to squat or um, do normal deadlifts or um, do leg press, which is actually 
breaks my heart a little bit. I miss it. I miss leg press. I'm the same. My coach take it away from me. I was like, no, don't do it. I know, but like, especially when you're in your off season, you know, when you're just like, yes, I want to go to the gym lift something heavy. What are you going to do? Squats. Like, no, I can't do that. Um, but no. So yeah, no, I'm loving my off season at the moment. Um, obviously, at the moment, in terms of like the social aspects of like being having like free reign of like when you want to go out and eat and everything and I'm just kind of like holding off until after James's show this weekend really um because obviously he's been prepping uh but I think we've got a, a, a quite a few restaurants that we want to go to and check out after he's finished competing as well because got your hit list. yeah oh 100% we have like a book a hit book um but uh yeah when James does off season he does off season um which is very different to how I do off season he lives the burger life I just live the normal life but yeah <laughs> I love that yeah and definitely no. Nottingham you're gonna have an array of places to go and eat my god you're gonna have so much fun oh yeah you might know this because obviously you went to Nottingham Uni but we've yeah. um we're very excited to go to uh Nottingham Donuts I think it's called yes it actually set up just as I left typical but um oh, yeah no, that place is amazing not. Yeah. And this burger shack is another good one. Yeah. Obviously, James, you had to book in there, though, or you'd be waiting hours. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know I keep telling James to do this, but you know what men are like in organisations. So oh, man, got, I know. I might as well do it myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on from that. Um, we've got another aspect um, that someone kind of questioned you on from what you said to me was balance the balancing act. I'll probably call it that, the balancing act. Yeah. So you, you have a lot, you're spinning a lot of plates. You've got, <laughs> um, it's, it's crazy. It's it's amazing though. So you've got, you know, you've, you're doing your yeah. masters yeah. in law. You've yeah. Really growing your Instagram account quite considerably, working with some really cool brands. Yeah. Your business with James, his and hers trainings doing really, really yeah. well. Yeah. On top of that, you'd like to have a normal social life and, you know, just do the normal things like spend time with yeah. family, so on and so forth. Yeah. That's a lot of things to kind of consider on top of competing. So how do you do it, basically? Um, well, to be honest, I actually think I'm the type of person that likes to be busy. So I guess that always helps. Um, well, oh God, where do I start? So obviously I'm in my fifth year of, um, I don't want, I don't really ever know what to call like my law thing. Cause obviously I, I basically, I did a history degree for three years. I did a law conversion last year, which was the, called the GDL. And, um, this year I'm doing my LPC, which is legal practice course, which is what everyone has to do before they can get a training contract with a firm so basically I'm doing LPC so I've got a few months left and then I have to commit to adult life and yeah so after that so um I that takes up a lot a lot a lot of my time like I want to say the majority of my time well it should take up the majority of my time but I feel like I don't commit as much time as I probably should to it but I commit enough for it to work for me you know um so I luckily my uni let me go lets me go in two days a week instead of four so I do um all my lectures and workshops back to back on those two days and I just cram it in um which works really well for me because um you know I'm very self-motivated so I can just do all my work at home and it doesn't bother me like I don't have to sit myself in uni to make sure that I do it I can do it from home that's fine 
Um, so that obviously takes up a lot of time, a lot of reading. But to be honest, I carry my books and all that kind of stuff with me everywhere. So if I've got like a spare moment and I'm on a train, I'll get I'll get my reading out. Um, if, I, if I come home to my family home for the weekend, like I'll bring all my books. Like any moment I have, I'll just like keep chipping away at it. And that's what really works for me. And I get so much done that way as well. Um, so that's uni. Um, so what else? So obviously James and I have our online coaching business uh, called His and Hers Training, which it's like our little baby. Like we love it so much. Like it's it's such a massive, massive passion of ours um to to you know help people coach people James has been doing that like coaching a lot longer than I have but we decided to you know put our efforts together which works really well because um you know then our clients get two kind of people to talk to they get James and I can like work through our, our ideas like really well as well so you know you kind of get like two coaches for the price of one if you know what I mean um, uh, so yeah so we love doing that um we just had a one of our clients Sammy who competed in PCA last no it was two weeks ago now her first ever show and she came second which we were so dead chuffed about oh god so proud like I get so invested in my clients like um when I see them on stage like I actually do tear up I don't even know why like I'm not even that of an emotional person and I was just like what's wrong with me um, you're, you're, you're releasing them into the wild isn't it in some respect I I'm like oh my god you're you're like my little baby like I because like we're like we are very you know like f like we're friends with our clients like um so, you know, so eventually, like, you know, when you've been working with them, because we work with our clients, we don't really just work with our clients for like, you know, 12 weeks for their prep. Like you work with them before and, you know, build up their muscle, their offices and all that. So when they do finally step on stage, like you feel really invested in their journey. Um, so, yeah, so obviously that's great. We love doing that. Um, we normally work through all of our clients and everything um, in the evening when we're both around and we get all of our work done together that way so James and I do that together so um that's quite good but we do live together so um it's not that hard to find time where we're both free to do that yeah. so normally at some point during during the day every day we sit down and just make sure we're like updating checking in that what they're doing we have group chats with all of our clients and you know whatsapp groups and everything where everyone talks on anyway and it's like oh it's just really nice like nice little big family really i love it um so for me that is so rewarding like oh i just i just love it i just love it so much i just get so much happiness from it um from doing that so yeah that's really great i'm so so glad that james and i teamed up to do that because we we've never really looked back on that to be honest um yeah so and what else? Oh, yeah, so Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram has decided to um, blow Very up. Somewhat. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, like, I haven't, I know, I know this is probably the most frustrating thing to say because obviously people can always want to know, like, oh, how do you do it? How do you grow your Instagram? But like, I'm just like, I literally, I'm just, you know, I'm just doing me. Like, um, what's different about mine? Instagram compared to like a lot of others is my Instagram that you know that everyone follows me on is actually it's actually my personal Instagram I never set up 
like an Alicia Gardner fitness or whatever Instagram to be like, oh, I want to set up a fitness Instagram. I ended up just falling into this, like, because, you know, the gym and I was always sporty. That's obviously what I used to always put on my Instagram anyway from a young age. Mm. And, you know, from there, people like that. And then, like, obviously, you know, people that you don't know, like, you know, start following you and stuff. And, and yeah, like, my personal Instagram basically just became what it is now and that's just yeah it's kind of it's kind of strange to think because I never really set out to for it to be what it is and it is and it's great like I absolutely love to pieces like everyone who follows me and like chats to me and like I've made so so many friends through Instagram and competing and like Oh, I just love it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. It sounds really strange, but I couldn't imagine like my life without it now. Yeah. Um, because honestly, like the support that my followers give me when you know I'm prepping, and you know the support, and I I give them back in terms of what they're doing, whether it's competing or on their own fitness journey or just in general life. Like I love it, and you know what, like, it really does, like, kind of restore your faith in, like, humanity. Yeah, you know, like, obviously, you know, you you all get the trolls, but, you know, when you have all those positive people saying lovely things and you're all supporting each other and, like, yeah, it just doesn't even matter about the trolls anymore, like, whatever. (laughs) So, yeah, so um, juggling all that is, it's, it's not as bad as it sounds, you know. And then obviously when I prep, because I always like going to the gym anyway, it's just the only thing when I prep that's different, because I always find time to go to the gym, is just the food. And to be honest, the food takes up less time because you prep it all in advance anyway. And then, you know, you just grab it out of the fridge when you want it, really. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say, in terms of your Instagram, is quite a lot of people find that quite hard to kind of keep the momentum and keep posting Mm. so what do you do um just to kind of keep that momentum going in terms of content obviously you've got to try and make it different and interesting and obviously relatable so how do you go about doing that well to be honest obviously it helps having someone who can take your photos so thanks James you're a bigger help (laughs) shout out to James (laughs) yeah no we we obviously you know it does it does help um you know living with your boyfriend who is also doing the whole Instagram thing and you take each other's photos. So that does help a lot. Um, but to be honest, like I don't, I don't purposely try and think of like content or I'm like, Oh, I have to get content today or have to do this. Like, unless there's like something that I particularly want to talk about or, you know, unless you're wanting to like a transformation post, obviously, unless it's something particular, but on an everyday basis, like, you know, James and I will just be doing our thing or I'll be going to uni or the gym and I'll just snap a photo, pop it up and, you know, just talk about that my day or just talk about that something I've been thinking about that day or, you know, some, you know, how topics kind of like go round on Instagram or I'll talk about like a topic, you know, something that I've just been thinking about that day. I'm like, I'm always like thinking about stuff. I don't even really know why. So I just, I just write what's in my head really um I don't I don't try too hard to like get the the photos but I do like to invest a lot of time in my captions because if I'm thinking about something like I really want to like talk about properly and like see what others think and 
you know relate to others in a certain way because I know other people would probably be thinking about the same thing do you know what I mean so so yeah that's kind of like how I do it but I think I think that helps a lot because then I just I just stay relatable because I'm not trying to get like a picture I'm just I just you know how you just get one from your day because it's just your day yeah so um I think that helps a lot because then um I think if you can relate to someone especially over Instagram you're more inclined to like you know follow and invest in them and talk to them and stuff like that and I just feel like if I'm just snap if I just snap photos of me just doing my thing that's probably what everyone else is doing as well so so yeah Sounds good. Okay, so in terms of competing and social life, you briefly touched on that um, earlier on in the... having a social life and competing are two yeah. very, very, very challenging things. One, because of a time management perspective, I feel. The second, because energy levels start to kind of dwindle quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And the third one is, you know, some people aren't very understanding and they can make situations very difficult I know personally when I was in my third year like it sounds mad um and it's probably for a good reason but a lot of the people that I thought were my friends as soon as I started my fitness journey I noticed that I wasn't invited out as much to you know restaurants and going out even though I still loved doing that I just reduced my drinking and I actually confronted a friend once and said look like you know you guys are going out why like what's the deal they're like oh well you do this fitness thing anymore you well you do this fitness thing now so we kind of assume that you don't want to you know you won't be interested and it's like why don't you ask but yeah that's kind of experience that I felt um yeah but what's kind of been the deal with you with balancing that so um in terms of like you know going out whilst on prep um, I'm not really the type of person that needs to have like a drink or ever to be able to like, you know, get up and dance or like have a good time. So that does help because I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not very, I'm not shy or anything. So it doesn't really matter to me whether I've got, had a drink or not really. And also before I used to go to uni, like I never really drank at all. I used to work in, um, some of the clubs back in Bath where my family live and, I used to like not drink, I used to like drive myself there and stuff like that. Um, which I know that sounds really weird, but that's just that's just what I did. Don't know why. Um you save a lot of money doing it that way as well. Um but yeah, so when it came to prep, not going out and not drinking didn't really bother me at all. Um so going out clubbing and stuff was totally fine. Um when it comes to going out for like um dinner that obviously is when it gets a little tricky because it really depends for me it depended at what stage of my prep I was on at the beginning at the beginning of my prep I could afford to you know go out for dinner I could you know kind of structure it around like a refeed meal so I could you know maybe have kind of what I wanted for dinner and then when it got a bit closer I'd probably have to rein it in and just you know ask the restaurant or can I just have like a grilled chicken and you know some veg or like maybe a steak if I was allowed um so that is always a good thing to do if you're on prep just um look ahead at the menu or um you know ring up and ask them if they'd be able to do this kind of thing for you um because more often than than not they are 
restaurants are very accommodating so then that way you can still go out to eat um enjoy the social time with your friends but you know you're still staying on track um but obviously when it gets closer to the time to the time you know you doing that kind of thing going out and eating obviously it's not you don't know exactly how it's cooked there's obviously extra oils there's so extra sodium like you can't weigh it i know that i know that sounds silly but yeah obviously that's really important when you're on prep so when it gets close to the time it does get a little bit uh tricky but to be honest nothing stopped me from going and bringing my tupperware um and to be honest i didn't really mind doing that towards the end at all um because it gets so close to the time that you're just so motivated to just smash it anyway um but but yeah that was fine um in terms of like friends being understanding um I have a very close group of friends from back at home in Bath who I went to school with. There's about, how many of there are? About six or seven of us. And um, we're all very close. We talk all the time. We see each other whenever we can. But some of us, you know, aren't even in the country anymore. Um, But we're still really close. And they, they aren't into the whole competing thing, but they understand that's like what I want to do. And they support me. And if I'm going to get my Tupperware out of the table, then that's fine. Um, like, they're not bothered by that at all. Um, they're just, you know, like, we're all just glad that we're together and, and like, I'm turning up, you know. Um, so that's, like, my home friends. And then, obviously, my uh, London friends are actually all kind of, like, in the fitness industry anyway, like, the people that I've met. Um, yeah, all people who I've, like, who I go to the gym with or yeah so they just totally get it so that's fine and some of them do it themselves so I have been lucky in that sense but then don't get me wrong there have been people who um you know kind of drift away and you don't they just you know they don't understand and that's totally fine like I would never make someone try and you know understand my sport if that's not really what they're into but I don't think like as a person like I don't think it's hard to just especially if like they're your friend and you know they're your best friend and they really want the best for you it's not hard to like try and understand what your best friend like into you know like I have um one extra um extremely close friend from uni and like we're inseparable and she is completely not in the fitness industry at all um like she's absolutely gorgeous she doesn't she's one of those people that doesn't even need to work out and she's just like amazing um and yeah she you know we lead very different lives in that sense but she is my biggest support like she's at, she came to the grand prix it's such a long day she stayed all day she helped me with my bikini like everything like she's like my biggest cheerleader apart from james obviously and um and yeah, so I feel like if you're, I don't want to say say it, but I, from my experience, this is what I felt like. If your friends are really your true friends and they really want the best for you, then whatever you are doing, whatever hobby you're doing, whatever job you're doing in your life, and they think that it's good for you and they know that you enjoy it, they're going to they're gonna want to support you 100%. And that's like, that's how I am with my friends. And that's how my friends are back to me. But then having said that, I can probably count my friends on my hands rather than having loads and loads of them. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. 
has there been any situation that you've kind of had to overcome so for example maybe at university you've had some kind of weird feedback at all um negativity i don't know that's because i live in quite a small town and people don't really understand it but i've had to learn yeah. personally quite a lot of hard lessons about who are my real friends and bodybuilding has definitely helped me with that for sure yeah. but it'd be good to see I... whether you've experienced anything yourself yeah so i have only really kept my one friend that I said who came to all my shows and stuff from uni. Mm. Everyone else from uni um, knew I always liked the gym, but that was about it, really. So I had um, a group of about six of us. And, um, yeah, and obviously only that one girl um, is still, like, my closest friend. Like, the others are not so much. And I think it was because um, they always supported me, but they you know, they just, it wasn't, I just didn't feel like they felt that it was the same because they couldn't just go out with me whenever we wanted. And even though I'd still go, I think they didn't really like it when I used to get my Tupperware out and stuff like that, because I feel like they felt like I wasn't getting as involved, but yeah. you know, I felt like I felt like I was, I didn't, I felt like, well, why do I have to eat this particular thing just to be involved? Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't really understand that. So, unfortunately, like, they've drifted off a bit. And Dick, I'm still kind of, you know, we'll chat to them every now and then. But they're not, we're not as close as we used to be. Um, and I have had people saying, um, even though my friends support me, they're like, oh, Liz, like, come on, why don't you just drink tonight? And come on, you only live once. Like, and it's like, yeah, I do only live once. And I really want to do this competition. <laughs> like, um and you know what? No one told me to compete. No one forced me to do this. I love doing it. And, you know, I get so much enjoyment out of it. And I've made I've made way more friends than I've lost out of it as well. So, um, so you know, like, it's been, it's been okay. I haven't had any horrific experiences. I've obviously had the times where, you know, I've drifted apart from people. But it's been, like, quite, like, a natural kind of, like, drifting apart rather than, like, oh, we don't want to be friends with you because you do this. Yeah, and then yeah. obviously I've had the people being like, come on, like, why don't you just drink? And it's like, but once you just say to them, like, no, look, like, I actually really want to do this. Like, can you just support me? But because they know that I'm still fun and everything, even if I don't drink, they don't really care. So it's actually, I've had a pretty okay ride with it in terms of that sense. But obviously everyone's going to experience some form of, like, persuasion and yeah I have lost friends from it but yeah like I said I've gained way more than I've lost so you know I'm cool with that <laughs> yeah it's definitely quality over quantity yeah 100% like I I've learned that so much ever since like leaving um well obviously I'm in my fifth year but like it's not really uni as such anymore so ever since I left like my history degree um you know I just keep my uh close friends close and then that's about it really but like yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with that, though. I've got, I've got one more question for you. Yeah. Before we probably wrap up. So what are your plans, generally speaking, for for this year, for 2018? Where do you see yourself heading, ideally? Yeah, so um, obviously, like I said, I'm in off-season now, really enjoying it. Obviously, shrink my quads, grow my body, get that symmetry going. Um, that's kind of my goals at the moment for my off season so next time I will compete will be next 
next year, so that will be next season. Um, the UK BFF is changing a little bit. Um, the amateur, amateur, I don't know if you've heard about this, but the from what I've gathered, it's all a bit complicated and I'm not really sure exactly what's happening at the moment, but the amateur division is now, like the IFBB amateur division is now separate from the IFBB pro division. Mm-hmm. So from what I can gather instead of if you compete in the UK BFF you can't become an IFBB pro but you can become an IFBB elite athlete um but it's still amateur division whereas it used to be you could become an IFBB pro within the UK BFF like you work up and obviously that's when you get to Olympia and everything right um so the IFBB pro division is now putting on shows for the amateurs to basically if you win you can become a pro um so it's all changing a little bit I'm not really sure you know I love the UK BFF and I want to stay but I'm just not sure how the shows are going to work so I'm not sure how the shows are going to work so I'm not really sure like what show I'm going to be aiming for exactly but I just know that I'm probably going to want to start prepping um Easter time probably I keep sneezing. I keep. Sorry, I've got. Do you know what? I'm trying to hold back my sneeze, so it's going. It's all good. Oh, it's okay. Um, yeah. No. So I think. Um, not really sure exactly what show I'm going for, but I know. Yeah, I want to start be um, prepping around Easter time because then that will be when my um, uh, my LPC kind of like draws to an end as well. So um, I want to kind of arrange it around my studying because I don't want to have the same situation as this year. So, yeah, that's my plans going forward. And obviously I want to um, qualify for international shows. um, And I would absolutely love to be a pro one day. So I really want to start working, like taking it seriously, working towards that, getting a lot of stage time behind my belt and getting noticed and stuff in the competing industry. I have a long way to go. So obviously that will not happen like next year but as long as I can bring an extremely improved package next season and you know qualify for some decent shows I'll be I'll be more than chuffed so in terms of competing yeah that's my plans for next year amazing so in terms of your law degree um and the his and hers training how do you see that kind of progressing next year so his and hers training obviously like that's still going strong what James and I are going to still keep on doing that um like I said, we absolutely love doing that. So yeah, that's just going to keep on rolling, really. So um, so yeah, that's obviously going to stay the same and all of that stuff. Um, and then in terms of uni, I'll finish around June time, I think, and then I'll have to do the real adult life, which I'm not mature enough for yet. And um, and yeah, so I think. I'm not sure if I'm going to completely commit to the whole law and getting into a firm just yet because obviously I'll well I'm 22 now but I'll be 23 by the time I finish my LPC and I'm still quite young um and also once you're in with a firm you know that's it like you're off you you don't really want to leave because you'd be a bit silly too um so I think what I'm going to do is see where I'm at in terms of like my competing and my fitness and how that's going um and yeah I dedicate a bit of time to that but potentially get a 
job in a different kind of area that's still like a really good job, still like decent money so I can like save and like all that mature stuff like yeah. getting on the property market and all that scary stuff. Um, but just maybe not in law just yet. I want to, I'll commit to the law thing when I'm like 27 like and, and I've got a bit more experience behind my belt. Yeah. But I think like now I want a really good job but just not with a firm just yet. I think my chances are better getting into like a really good firm when I'm a bit older because obviously I've gone straight from sixth form to uni to uni to my master's and I've never, I've always had a part-time job since I was 14, but I've never worked full-time yet. So, you know, I think I better ease myself gently into this. <laughs> definitely. It's, a, it's definitely an adjustment. I give you that. Um, so wrong, I'm going to throw a bit of a uh, question at you for maybe a tough one. If say you got to the next year and yeah. your Instagram, his and hers training was giving you enough, money so that you could actually have a full-time job but you had the opportunity to do the law degree which way do you think you'd decide what so you're talking decide between like fitness and his and hers and a job yeah so say like you, a real, so real say you but I know to... I'm not doing say real job but you know what I mean <laughs> yeah because you know some people kind of they start online coaching kind of businesses and it starts to be like a part-time job but what if you got to the up to, to the situation that yeah. both were taking up exactly the same amount of time and you really were time kind of constrained and you had to maybe pull one back which one do you think you'd side with oh god oh god um the only hard question I've given you <laughs> I know I know well to be honest I with law like I will I've got my qualifications like no one can ever take that away from me yeah. I I am dead certain that that's what I want to do as my career right mm -hmm. but obviously there is nothing I don't want to start my career just yet I want to start my career in law at like like I just said at like 27 so I am 100% certain that that is what I want my career to be in and that's that but I don't have to start that now so if it comes to next year and you know the fitness thing's going really well his and hers training is you know keeping up how it is and I have the opportunity to, you know, just kind of do that for a few years and that, then I, then I definitely would. I definitely would because my mindset at the moment is that because I don't want to commit to the law thing straight after uni, that I've all, I'm always going to have these like three or four years to, you know, find my feet, you know, be an adult, but not like sleep at the office kind of adult yeah. um so yeah I think I would definitely definitely um you know keep that up and like you know see how that would go because also with this whole competing thing even though obviously you can you can do it at any age but I feel like for me like I my opportunity is now when I'm like younger yeah so if I it's not something the law thing I can hold off because like I said I've got my qualifications that's that um the law thing I can hold off but whereas the fitness thing like for me I don't think I can really hold off like it's happening now and yeah so I if, if I got the opportunity I'd definitely yeah definitely uh take that 100% yeah enjoy it so much so it's 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 good that you're in that position as well um you know to have that kind of freedom and as long as you've got that law degree behind you then yeah it's, it's good yeah exactly. yeah it sounds great right yeah. 
think we've covered everything um thank you so so much I've, it's been so fascinating to hear about your backstory as well um, oh so no you. i absolutely love being on here i love a good chat got a bit of chin wag but um <laughs> awesome so i'll let you kind of finish up the podcast and if people want to hear more about your online coaching or they want to just connect with you or follow you that how can they do that um so my instagram is alicia gardner so it's literally just my name and um my email and everything is on there if you want to know more about coaching or you can mess direct message me or anything so yeah i go everything's like through my instagram basically so yeah it's just alicia gardner awesome well thank you so much and thank you so much guys for watching or for listening if you want (laughs) to hear more then please do go and hit that subscribe button and leave a review because that will help this new little baby of mine um, grow and I hope we can just grow a massive community and yeah thank you so much Alicia and see you guys in the next podcast